1: Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. This week, as we approach the 50th anniversary of Muhammad Ali's clash with Al Blue Lewis at Crow Park, we're joined by one of the Irishmen who was lucky enough to fight in the same ring on the same night. After Ali had disposed of his American rival, the next man in the ring was Bally Shannon's Paddy Doherty, taking on Welshman Bobby Roof at GAA headquarters. And I'm delighted to say that Paddy joins us today to tell us how he got there. Paddy, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Kevin. How are you keeping? I'm keeping good, thank you. So I was just you staying standing years since Crow Park. Since we boxed in Crow Park. I enjoy every day, you know. Boxing's good to me, Kevin. I've seen the world of the boxing, you know. So uh what I was gonna say, like you know.
1: Yeah, um Obviously, fond memories of that that event, and uh, we lost Muhammad Ali six years ago. And uh, has there been a more influential sportsman in the his- in the history of, of of sport? I'm not so sure.
2: Yeah. So um, I, I boxed twice done the same bit as Muhammad. I boxed in uh, Albert Hall when he He done an exhibition with Johnny Cant, Johnny Cal- Gypsy Johnny Frankham, and uh, Jimmy Johnny Frankham. Yeah, Gypsy Johnny Frankham. We done an interview, uh, an exhibition with Gypsy Johnny Frankham. Johnny Frankham was uh, light heavy, and it was yeah. very good. You
1: know? he was a sparring partner of yours, Johnny Frankham.
2: Yes, your sparring partner, of mine, Yeah, he was a sparring
1: Johnny. take us back to the start, Paddy. How did you get involved in boxing? What age were you? And was it were I you a football, a footballer trying to get yourself stronger or something, or what was it? it was boxing in no, the family? I
2: started boxing eleven years of age when I started boxing. I went to the club at eleven. They said, about Kevin, we had nowhere else to go, because we hadn't got the money for a go to pictures or nothing. And that time, before your time, pictures were only six pence. You know, I and mean, we couldn't get six pence to we'll go to the pictures. So I started boxing that time eleven years of age. And every se- every Sunday we were away boxing in Mayo, Castle Bar, Ballana, uh, Swimford. And it was just great to get away, you know. And uh, then uh, we got the Austria Championships, Ulster Juvenile Championships first. I won them the, I won the Austria Juvenile, Champions uh, Juvenile Championships at Nine Stone. Ulster, Irish Juvenile Champion Nine Stone. The boy from Lucan, and, and there Juvenile Championships in Dublin. He was uh, Dublin. He was, as well. he was from Dublin.
1: And, you, um, getting to even travel around Ireland sounds like uh, like almost like a novelty for you.
2: Yeah, we traveled all over Ireland and travelled all over Britain. I used to box uh every three months in Dundee or, Glad- or Edinburgh. I fought to memory in Edinburgh. I bit when in Edinburgh and didn't get the decision. And that night the Scope's the Scotch, the Scotch racked the hot the racked the, it was a dinner show. And the tournament table is not over, you know, because they knew that he wouldn't fight wouldn't fight. So if you ever tell a, a Doherty who was a bookmaker in Glasgow, he came into the dressing room after after I boxed him and offered me any money we my way back to fight him in Glasgow, or fight him anywhere. And we turn on that time, make a book on and say, if you get the fight on, we'd we'll come back you having the place, you know. But the fight never took any place. Like, boxed in and boxed him in the combat games then and I was up in the second round of some of games with a body punch and uh, that was that I used to beat Fossey Harris in Dundee Fossey Harris three times, I beat him twice and he beat me once he uh, was stopped an uh, knocked him out in the second round, the second fight and the uh, third fight uh, I was stopped with a quad eye <clears throat> uh,
1: when you were boxing, when you were boxing as an amateur, fifty plus years ago, like how different was it to yeah. the scene that we see today? Pardon, was it was it very different to the scene that we see today? Obviously, it's there was different. no high performance. There was no, you know, aftercare Kevin, for the
0: athletes. Yeah.
2: If we do get the same training, We had to get the same same training Kevin? as I get to now, and uh, not only me, Mick Dowling, uh, Brendan McCarthy, Eddie Hendricks, Jim McCourt. Frankie Downs, Frankie Young, uh, all them boys. We'd get the same training as he got now, as I get to now. We'd be world champions. We'd we, had, uh, we had be t- t- ten gold medals like there. And we 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 never we never got that kind of training before. Before the before the I boxed the Europeans. I fought uh, I fought in Europeans and I, got, I lost in the second round. I knocked out the the Hungarian or the
0: I knocked out. Sorry, I knocked out. Uh, excuse me. That's okay. Um,
1: you're going. You're going back in time, so I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, I-, I wouldn't remember what I was doing. You know, maybe yeah, no. two weeks ago. I so knocked
2: out, I knocked, out, knocked out in the fourth round in, 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 in the semi the quarter of finals, the Europeans, and a box to, to, to gold medals in the semi finals, and again. I got stopped with a cut eye. But uh, before that, I box before that a box for her in, in Germany, I had two fights in Germany. I won the two of them in knockouts. And it was the second fight that fought uh, Koch, the Olympic gold medalist. He won the gold medal in 1972. and knocked him out in Hamburg.
1: Well how where did the knockout power come from and what punch did you like to land to score a knockout or uh, was it a variety I,
0: I just i
2: was short like and I had short arms you no know? and he came to me get the get, get the right hand across you no know? And i was, I was not on it head it's
1: flat no, the right
0: yeah so uh, when
2: when
1: you say um, it was a struggle and the training was difficult because people were working at the same time as well you couldn't concentrate yeah. full time as a boxer what was your family background? Like was, what was your
2: family, father's, family uh, background? There was 15 of my family in my house, Kevin, 16. 15 of my family in my house. And like, I, there was no work. I worked as I worked as ESB and I worked, I worked as a rural crowd and I worked as ESB. And that didn't last too long. And uh, <coughs> I was, then Bobby Need followed me to the Europeans. And he probably into the games and to sign up. So we signed up with him after the European Championships. Just
1: because there, like. there was nothing going. What about you? What about your, your father?
0: What was, what was he up to? My
2: father was a horse dealer. Okay. He had a lot of horses. He could have about uh, 20 horses, you know, maybe more. And uh, again, I'd have to go to the land and look at them and try and get them sorted out. So before you take them out, sell them and that, you know. Yeah, you, to you buy a lot of horses and them again. Horse, you, didn't see a, horse.
1: you didn't see a future in for yourself. Professional boxing was doing I, you.
2: I work with horses now myself.
1: Okay.
2: I bought about uh, sixteen, about sixteen Connemaris there and sixteen Connemarres and a sports horse there. I bought them, bought them, there about four months, three months ago. I bought them with Kevin uh, Kevin Malloy, in Utrecht. You know. Still, yeah.
1: have, still have uh, Is that anything to my Malloy the boxer? Father, his father Alright oh, there you go It's a small yeah. world in boxing
2: Small world in mother So uh, as a matter of fact how he came in touch with me was Paddy Goller in the stadium Paddy's from Hall. Paddy was telling him about me and uh, Jack O'Rourke or Dominic O'Rourke was telling him about me as well like you know so that's how they came to get in touch with me so that's it's someone,
1: tiny. and that's why when the splits happen in the IBA, they, they're even more personal because everyone knows each other. They all go back so long.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, I know what happened yesterday, but it's unbelievable. He, you know, split in the middle, split up the middle nine minutes. You know, uh, Dominic Orak lost his seat, as mm. president, and he was a gentleman. Great man for great boxing
1: you know yeah huge track record but sure we'll, we'll move on from the amateur stuff and uh, but you, you did win a, you did go into the professionals with a with a Commonwealth bronze medal in your back pocket yeah
0: but
1: and you'd had a good, good rivalries in Ireland as well you didn't make it onto the 1972 Olympic team did you carry that as a regret?
2: well I was not a choice for the Olympics in 1972 and the man who won't in, uh, said to me was Christy Elliott and he wouldn't fight me he pulled out as a. In 1971, I said I was going pro, and I came back and I came back to defend my Irish title. And there was five five booked in for the Irish title. At the championships, but only one man, only one man uh, entered, and I fought him in the finals with Eddie Hayden. Got a morsion of Eddie Hayden, dead and buried. And I fought Eddie in the finals and knocked him out in the second round. And uh, Christy Elliott wouldn't fight me. The only man who made any bother in the Amateurs was Eamon McCusker.
1: Eamon McCusker, where was he from?
2: Eamon McCusker, he was he an was, he was, he was, he was Olympic representative too. He was a senior champion. He was a boxer, he wouldn't stand a fit. You know?
1: But how, how did so, it come to pass that, that Christy Elliott went to the Olympics in 1972, also 50 years ago, uh, rather than yourself? Yeah.
2: How, he came to, he, how he came, he fought and every senior champions in seventy right. two, and he beat Eddie Hayden in every senior champions, and the, the champion went to the Olympics. You
1: know. Okay, but you decided to go professional by then.
2: Yeah, I, I went professional before that.
1: Yeah, the, that team and and Christy Elliott actually went on to share a bill. I think with Ali when he was a professional, he fought at the polo grounds when Ali That's fought right. Kenny Norton as well. Yeah. So like, well, that team um, did quite well over the Olympics. Like the team was Neil McLaughlin. Mick Dowling, Charlie Nash, Jim Rogers, yeah. Christy yeah. Elias, Jim Montague. So they've got a they've got a fifty year one coming up as well. Was it a regret though for you to, to not have
2: gone to the Olympics at that time? Um, Did you prefer yeah. amateur boxing to professional boxing? I enjoyed amateur boxing. I've seen the world of amateur boxing. I was far I was far away as Nigeria. I put uh, three fights in Nigeria. I had a fight in Lagos, uh, uh, Lagos, Enugu, uh, uh, you know, Lagos and Uganda by Africa and Keno. I had three fights in, them in three states. I won two and lost one and got ahead.
1: And uh, what had you in Nigeria? Like Was it with the Commonwealth team or was it with the no, Irish team?
2: Yeah, it was a Commonwealth out of and, uh, the Commonwealth team in Nigeria. The Commonwealth, uh, Nigerians came here after the Commonwealth games and we had to be fought in Lisbon. And uh, I fought in Nigerian and knocked them out in the second round and then went to Nigeria. And we fought in Nigeria, Lagos, Biafra and you know.
1: And what was that so, experience like? Uh, like Irish teams in food. the past had a reputation for partying and stuff. Did you go out into town in uh, Lagos?
0: And Lagos,
2: Lagos is good now. <laughs> well, we, flew, we flew from Lagos to Anuguba, Africa, in an, an army plane. And me and my court sitting in the back, Jim. And Jim was very holy, you know. She says, we'll see say the rosary. I said, that's all right, Jim. So I said, Look, Jim, along the door. You can see you out along the door, you know? And I said, he looked in. And I said, Don't look down, Jim. Why? I said, There's a big hole under your seat. Well, there's a big massive hole under the seat. Okay. <laughs> That'd be nice, did you really pray? But we landed in Lagos, we landed in in Africa. And he says, That's the end of it. He says, I'm not playing anymore. So the watch out the watch out coach for us in to get to get to Kano. And it was winter, but it our summer out there. And I went over the mountain in the Kano. And the train broke down. The line, the line washed away. We were sitting in the jungle for three days. What? We were sitting in the jungle. I'm so, a boxer, get me out of here. What was that like? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was, we had nothing, we didn't eat nothing for two days. And, <laughs> and, and well, It helped and, make him wait for the
0: contest, but. <laughs> you know. and, uh, How did you survive? You, Oh am come the coach and sorry i I didn't hear any of that I, it,
1: it the line kind of broke up. Could you just repeat that last bit that you said sorry. Charlie Nash was
2: there it was
0: this uh, Charlie Nash. Nice. David Larimer was this. And
2: we met, we met, we met uh, the world champion at the time, two, the Batman champion. We were,
0: uh, what's his
2: name? I have a photo of him, in, 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 in my in, in book put me good there. Um, he fought, he fought, he knocked out Billy Kelly in the in
0: Kings Hall, in Belfast. 13 internationals, had 12 knockouts, in one us. Yeah, that's quite,
1: was were knockouts more common fifty years ago than than they are now. I suppose with the yeah, horsehair yeah. gloves and
2: stuff like that. Yeah, there were eight-inch gloves that thing. Eight, had eight-inch gloves. It's twelve-inch, ten-inch gloves now. Mm. You no, know? and if you're a puncher, it punch harder. You know.
1: Who was the best boxer in Ireland of your era? Jim McCourt maybe was it, or McDowling, or who? Who would you say?
2: McDowling was very good at a bantamweight. Jim McCourt was late to it. good. Uh, Late middle,
0: Emma McCusker was good. Uh, Brendan McCarthy. He was the daddy of them all, Flame Featherwit, He was the
2: lovely boxer. And uh, as I said, I did the same they get the same training as they get them now to be gold medals, you know. Yeah. Champions.
1: So you decide to go you decide to go for prefer- at least, you know, you miss out you miss out on the Olympics, but then here we are, you know, fifty years down the line. It does give you the opportunity to end up on a card at Crow Park alongside uh, Muhammad Ali, but we'll get to that in a minute. In your professional debut, you say you do share a card with Muhammad Ali because he, he he spars, I think, against Johnny Frankham. Is that your debut at the Royal Albert Hall, nineteen
2: seventy-one? Yeah, and knocked him out in the full round.
1: How was uh, How was England? A young Irish guy. You you're probably you'd seen a lot of the world at this stage now, but did you go over there to
2: live? England. Where were you training out? Uh, of? I didn't. I homesick, Kevin. After every fight, I came home. You know, mm. and I was working too at the same time. I worked was uh, I worked was a building site, over there. And uh, like the money was good. It was claiming an old doper, and there we're getting thirty five pound a week. And that time we're only getting about nine pound a week here in Ireland. You know,
1: or, you're working for Murphy's, are you? The big, the big builder in England. Pardon. It wasn't for Murphys, was it? The uh, notorious mm. the lad in John Murphy. No,
2: but this is for Low- uh, Lowry's. Okay, but for for Lowry's was a driver for Lowry's and then it was a driver for and uh, uh, Langs, driver for Langs. Driving a
1: dumper might be the ideal uh, side gig for a for a professional boxer because it's not too taxing. But no. Unless you have to wind it up to start it in the morning on a cold frosty one.
2: No, she didn't. She start it. For yeah. but that um, was good. Like the, the money was good, Kevin. It was thirty-five pound a week. You know. So were you were you mainly staying
1: in, in digs over there or, or back I and forth? Staying, over?
2: I was very lucky when I turned pro. I was staying in the butcher's arms, York Way. I was asked for a train in the butcher's arms. A train in the pub was to I under. A train in the second floor. And I lived on the third floor. Oh, nice! You could have owned it. I right. bed and breakfast there for what was it? I think it was six pound a week.
1: And you're making thirty five.
0: I'm making thirty
1: five with the dumper, and then whatever you and made in the boxing as well. And who else was uh, training in that gym? Was there anyone else that we'd know uh, of? Yeah, um,
2: Gypsy Johnny Frank was there. Uh, Alan Rutland. Oh yeah. Are you here to him? Alan Lorkton, he was a British and European Vandermit champion. He's dead and buried two since. He's from Liverpool. Uh, uh, Addy Jasko trained there another a colour fella. Um I trained with the, the Quarry brothers. They, 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 they trained there
0: in Gary Quarry. I trained along with them And I trained with George Valo. Oh. No, George Valo.
2: George used to uh, he worked for an insurance company. He Used to travel around the world, and he, when he came to London, he trained in the butcher's arms. You
1: no, know? would they be, Would you socialize with them? Would you be friends with those guys? I
2: would, mean, they talk like you know, but that's all like they never mixed with you know.
1: Did you did you partake in the social life in England? I suppose of an Irishman in the seventies, it, it was well known. There was something on every night of the week. Like you could get
0: no, involved. in,
1: no, no.
2: No, no. I, when I was only know I kept to myself, think, you know. And then, the, then the wife, the girlfriend, she at that time, she came over. She worked for Morphe's, in the office in of Morphe's. So she digs way up. So he took up to her and go back down again. But in the house, I at eleven o'clock, you know.
1: Oh yeah, in bed area. So you had that. You had your. You had your debut at the Royal Albert Hall. It was a, it was a good card. Like there was John Hayes Tracy on it, Johnny Frank, and Chris Finnegan. There was big names yeah. on it. And the Royal Albert Hall. What was that like yeah. for you as an experience for your debut? Were you thinking, you know, this is it, this is this is how it's going to be. This is the glitz and the glamour now of professional yeah. boxing. It's all ahead of me. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well,
0: that's what I thought, like you know,
2: but I I like the training that. You know, but it was
0: homesick. But it had to be now, because I trained in Belfast and come home every evening, you know. But, them things happen.
1: And uh, what did you miss about home?
0: I just
2: missed, I missed my family. My mother and that, you know. And my father and that, you know. Then my father took bad when I was away. And uh, he was in the hospital, so I had to come home. I came home then, when he was in the hospital and were you among Tim. the uh,
1: the uh, eldest of the fifteen or the youngest? Which side kind of did you fall on?
2: The, the eldest, the eldest, uh, my eldest was uh, the eldest brother.
0: If you live in the day, he'd be eighty. He died at fifty-five, right. cancer. And but were you, were you were you one of
1: the older brothers? Like, did you have yeah. did you did you were you homesick because you felt the responsibility to those that were still and at I, home? I
2: had two, I had my brother and two sisters older than me.
0: Mm.
2: I was the fourth older. And the rest of the world after me. You
0: know. so, yeah, so
2: you'd missed them, of course.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I suppose it might, might have got more difficult because you lost your second bout. Uh, I, I Aida Jasko, uh, knock out in the sixth yeah, yeah, round. Tell us what happened in that one. You fought very frequently. I think you only boxed a professional for 13 months and you had your seven yeah. bouts. So they were kind of spread out over that. So what happened in your second one? So
2: you knock out in the, the sixth round. It was a six rounder. I was one of into the last round and I I collapsed in the last round, and fell just out of wind. You know, that's what happened in the Adidasco fight.
1: You know. Just just uh, was it like a body shot tired or just couldn't go out? No, oh, just
2: exhaustion. Mm. Just it wouldn't it didn't even hit me. It just went down. I would not able to get up. Exhaustion, you know.
1: So did you kind of think after that, I suppose, maybe not too disheartened because you knew that if you worked harder, got fitter, you'd be able to survive it, or was it disheartening? How did how did it go down? Yeah. I just
2: uh I just, I just went all right, I couldn't complain, think you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um you pick up another another two first round uh knockouts in your next bouts. Uh Mick Hussey, yes. Johnny Rushton, and uh I suppose at this stage you now you have three wins. All in the first round, and I suppose the power that you've had in the amateurs is, is translating. And how are you thinking about your future yeah. prospects? What, what's the aim? World champion, European champion? What, what are you thinking in, at this t- stage of your life?
2: i the British. Titles. My father was born in Northern Ireland, and I could have won for British title. Mm-hmm. That's how I came to win the Commonwealth Games, you know, and British and European title. And then after that, you don't know what may happen. But um, I, I gave away a little bit to Pat, Pat McCann, the Southern area, Southern area heavyweight champion. I gave away, I gave away two, and, two and a half stone. And um, again, I, he stopped me in the fifth round.
1: That was the eliminator for the British, wasn't it? Was Pardon? The, was that an eliminator for the British? That was your final no. fight?
2: No. It was a fight with Kevin Finnegan. Uh, it was a that came in, and I was the fight Kevin Finnegan I left there for the British right,
0: title right
2: and um, I didn't I broke, I broke my arm I broke my hand because so I had to call it off
1: but just to just to take you back a couple of fights you, so you, you beat Rushton and you got three you got three wins three first round knockouts and a defeat you lose down to a guy Mike McCluskey Knock sixth round TKO and
2: i eye, an eye cut it, is it and Mike McCluskey had him had, had him a bit and into the seventh round
0: when he uh, clashed his heads, uh, but main uh, he stitched me a. He got the fight. I bought me you You will tell him. Me cussy.
1: So you get, I suppose, a cut eye is. It's an annoying way to pick up a loss, but yeah. at least you feel like, all oh, right, I, I, I was the better man. I would have beaten him. And yeah. then in your next fight, you secure this Crow Park fight, which is, is I suppose, the reason we're ha- we're having this conversation today, like fifty years on. Did you know Buddy Sagrew, the promoter of the event from I mean, uh your time had, in London? Yeah. Tell can you tell you us did. about him? Buddy had
2: a Buddy had a pub in in in, in, in uh
0: in London. Archway, was it? bush. In Shepherd's Bush. Shepherd's Bush, okay. Yeah. And he was a, a weightlifter. He could
2: go come into the pub and get two drums of drums of beer and lift them put them up on the counter. You know? He used to work. I remember, I remember seeing him as a cub in Duffy Circus, he used to put, he used to pull a, a trolley with between his two shoulders, with one sitting on it, around, 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 the, around, the, around the, the ring, and then he went to England, and, and he buried a man one time and then, he had money out of that. Yeah. He buried man.
1: So, He yeah. buried him late. Yeah, I don't like that part. I'm a bit claustrophobic. I always skip over that part of the story. Like, oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> I,
2: would, I wouldn't fancy that one, buddy. No, thank you. <laughs> he lost money in Albert the in, uh, group part, right? He lost a lot of money.
1: Yeah. How did you ever discuss a night like this with him before? How did you get on it? Was it through your manager or through your relationship? Was through my man,
2: it was Mickey Duff and him. Yeah. Mickey Duff. And Buddy Sugar. They were, Mickey Duff was the man, manager. And Mickey Duff and Buddy Buddy Sugar run the show in Crow Park. And uh, there was there was a lot a lot good into Croke Park without paying. Yeah. Like you know the wall, like you know. And on the
0: ring, and matter of fact, uh, the books Boxing books with the
2: boxing, there's fighters on them, the, pro, uh, the programs. Um, there were a couple of boys there they, from, oh, I think they're running something like that. Uh, they had yeah, their, oh, what's the name? The Berkins, the Berton Brothers. They oh, were mean them there, yeah. Yeah, they sold the programs and they'd also run, all the programs sold. I back in the back in the dressing room and two boys came in with suits on them and asked them to the sell the program they said yeah so they said they take take the money now so they thought that's what they said they thought that uh they were mixed up with the boxing so when we could be a couple of thousand pounds you know? know that type of programs
1: well they're like hands teeth now those programs i believe uh our mutual friend Peter O'Donnell's trying to source one now from Paddy McGuire and we'll see if he ever gets one. he's a good collector of boxing mm-hmm. stuff Um regarding the, the Bill Topper Muhammad Ali um, obviously as a were you a big boxing fan did you did you attend fights did you watch you know apart from your own career and how much of a fan of Muhammad Ali were you at the stage or were you
2: I, I was, yeah I was a fan of Muhammad Ali's and I was a fan of Jim of uh, no. yeah and how I came to start a box, and it was um, a friend of mine in Valley Sun who used to box. Um, Seamus, Seamus Goddard, he put Harry Perry in the Seniors and Harry Perry beat him. And that's how he came in to get the box in two because he was, he was a puncher. He was a well-to-it. When he, was, he was, well, it. And we usually hit that hard, he broke his hand. He was hit. Seamus Goddard. There was seven brothers in the family and Five, six in them brought boxed, you know, they no, won no titles now. Yeah.
0: So, Seamus boxed round against England, two, And again, he was a huge fixer.
2: He fought against England in Albert Hall in London. And that day, he was carrying steel that day. And when he was finished that evening at 6 o'clock, at home, he home washed himself and headed to the, to the Albert Hall, the box, yeah. after carrying steel all day.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't uh, he, he'd be tired he'd be tired going into the ring but at the same time I wouldn't, would, be, like, yeah. I wouldn't be liking the box against a fella who's carrying steel all day mm-hmm. either he'd rip your head off mm-hmm. Oh, there's that too yeah,
2: yeah. um, 7 o'clock in the morning
1: Ali was in a busy time at a, he was boxing nearly every other month but he rocks up in Dublin and uh he got to meet him was it at the Gresham Hotel was that the first time you met him
2: I met him at the Gresham Hotel right, at the In, you know and uh, <coughs> I met him in the great moment, and then when I got into the ring, he was coming out of the ring and he put his hand on my head. He's a good luck, we in. But the man Ali Books box, uh, he was he was Ali's sparring partner, mm. you know. So that's how they came to fight Crow Park.
1: Yeah, I think Ali ended up boxing a lot of his uh, sparring partners, didn't he? I yeah. suppose from you know, Larry Holmes at the end was, Holmes, it, yeah. was it Jimmy Ellis as well he boxed and, yeah. uh, and I'm sure there was a few others too like uh, yeah. sure. um, was Tim Witherspoon up sparring parner and as well I think he might have been on the way up Who's but oh, Witherspoon who was a champ in the early yeah. 80s as well yeah. so
0: yeah.
1: what was your impressions of him like when did you when you were chatting to him at the Gresham Hotel or whatever what was the circus like around him I suppose there was a lot of there was a lot of attention lot in of town
2: of, that day yeah there's a lot of bodyguards in him you know you wouldn't get him near you wouldn't get near him yes, you know. But uh, he's very he was a gentleman. So you know, he was a real gentleman. Um, but you know. He just
1: he he enjoyed the crack,
2: you
0: know.
1: Did you get to watch his fight uh, with Al Blue Lewis or were you I kind did, of preparing? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I was, I watched his fight, it was sitting and sitting back from the ring when he was fighting, you know.
1: So you you were out in the open air watching it. Did you have your robe on and your gloves ready to go? Had me had my, my gloves. I was all gloved up and my robe on. Right. And did you have? And uh, what was it? What was it like? Because this was goes eleven rounds. that's plenty of time out in the open air. It would have been late. Yeah. Was it a warm evening, mid July? You know what was
2: it, was, it like? Yeah, it was warm. It was warm evening. Uh, it was. You could could have knocked out uh, your man, his name, you know. Mm. He could knock that. He could knock blues out. A blues out. I think he had a blues done in the first round or the second round, and he could have knocked him in him. What did you know? Right. So he took him. He took him. took him eleven rounds.
1: What do you think of his performance?
2: Very good. Were you
1: proud as an Irishman to have Muhammad Ali fighting at GAA headquarters? Were you a GAA fan? Did, did
2: that mean anything oh, else to you? I'm not a GAA fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Emphatic. <laughs> The only thing I can do, see, I've done better than Donegal, who's in crew Parkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: at that stage,
2: yeah, yeah. At
0: that stage. It took them 20 years to catch up with
2: you. <laughs> so, that's one. No, I'm not a GA fan. No.
0: So, there,
1: there's not too many of you in Donegal who aren't in, in, interested in GA, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. I'm just boxing. I'm mean, like, Peter Dunn, boxing, with boxing. Right. Peter's an awful man. Peter at every show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah
1: mm-hmm. serious commitment. Um, and unbelievable. Now, people, people like that carry the sport, don't yeah. they? And, but uh, yeah, so seeing Ali was must have been a big thrill anyway. And he eventually gets all Blue Lewis out of there in the 11th. I think he hit him with yeah. I think he hit him with about ten or eleven unanswered right hands. Yeah. And, you know, 11's he, could, right. he could do as he it's wished. Possible. And you're you're sitting there in your robe, all gloved up, and there's pandemonium as Ali leaves the leaves the ring.
0: Yeah. And it's like was,
2: well, their bodyguard, he said, even the ring, you but But um, I had good, we
0: had good support there. I can, everybody supported him, you know. Yeah. Did you have much of a crowd down from Donegal to watch it? No, I hadn't. Because they said about it, the people who hadn't got the money, to go to see
2: it. If you were a ticket seller, Kevin, you're on every show if you're not a ticket seller, you're only, you're only, you're only put in for a step stone. If your man pulled out, you were put in. You know, a ticket seller, you're a ticket seller. You're, you you, you would get on every show.
1: Did you not have much notice on this card then? Were you popped on late?
2: No, no way. I knew with the card, I knew with mm. the alley, about six weeks before the fight started. Before I popped an alley, but I knew six weeks before it because I was sitting in London at the time, you
0: know.
2: Yeah. I was, Thomas, I was in the butcher's arms.
1: Did you get to see any of the other fights on the card, uh, As I one of three, m- as one of three Irish men on Paddy Maguire was also uh, uh, notorious, as was uh, Pat uh, Paddy, McCormick.
2: Yeah, Pat McCormick. Poor Pat Denbury too. Pat McCormick. Yeah, I've seen Pat's fights.
1: Pat. He's only from Pat, up the road. He's only from a mile from, uh, if even, from Crow Park.
2: Absolute yeah. local, yeah. Yeah, and the brother John, a gentleman, John McCormick. Um, Pat, Pat, got Two year before, before before he turned pro, he fought in his juniors. He got knocked there in the finals of juniors, and then he moved England. He turned pro. He won the British title. He won the European title. He was he was British and European title champion when he fought on the Ali Crow Park. I remember why he was British, British champion uh John Conti. He was British champion.
1: And John Conti won uh won gold at the same uh, right. Commonwealth games that you won your bronze
0: at. Yeah. Joe Bugner. He was there. Good fight too. Did you know Bugner? Yeah. I mean, I, mean I,
2: used to, I used to meet Bugner Bugner in London. I used to meet when that uh, Thomas now and again, you know?
0: Mm. But uh, he's in he's in Australia now at the minute. He's living in Australia? Still kicking.
1: And mm. uh, you, as you walked out of Copart, so you, oh yeah, we actually haven't really discussed the fight itself against the Welshman. So you, you go into the ring that Muhammad Ali himself has just boxed in, not the heavyweight champion at the time, but he would regain his crown shortly a couple of years down the line at the Rumble in the Jungle, I believe. Uh, but yeah. so you, you go in and you go in and you know. Tread the same boards, fight on the same canvas that he's just boxed on. And yeah, the, night yeah. goes well. the night goes yeah. well for you. You, you, you get, take a victory in the second round. What, yes. What do you remember about your own contest?
2: I, I, very, very, very slight. I know he was of a box to the way I fought. He's hard to catch. But when I caught him, I slowed him down. Like, you know, he didn't he couldn't hit. So then in the second round, I caught him in the second round I that ended it. <clears throat>
1: but, um, was the fight on tv you know was, was did people listen on the radio or did they watch on television or did the people back in Donegal go did they know
2: i don't know i don't think it was on a tv it was on the radio, you know the tv was only there for muhammad ali
1: and um i'll just i'll take uh there's a bit of a report here from the irish independent at the time uh this is chronicled by chris McNulty and Donegal sport but it's from the independent in 1972 under the headline doherty too good and the copy reads former national amateur champion paddy doherty from bally shannon saw his contest with bobby ruff of swansea stopped in his favor in the second round of their middleweight affair the smaller irishman was far stronger and midway midway through the second round opened a cut over Ruff's left eye and referee Paddy finnegan at the second examination stopped it so there you are, enshrined yeah. in history. Nineteen seventy-two,
0: July nineteenth. Yeah. You uh you're, you're promised four hundred pounds for the fight. You walk away mm-hmm. with a hundred. I walked away with a hundred. Yeah, oxen.
1: Awesome. Um, did that leave a sour taste? I'm sure it did because I you did. Know. Like,
2: well, I, I topped the building in American sport again. I sport club against Pat McGowan, a heavyweight champion. I was down for one hundred seventy pounds, one hundred seventy-five pounds. Was well, back in Dublin, it was 50 quid in my pocket.
0: Just mm.
1: like, by well, paying percentages, trainers, managers, yeah. promoters, cutmen, men, yeah. Yeah. et cetera, et cetera?
2: It it. 50 quid in I landed back in Dublin. And, um, Even in
0: 1972,
1: 50 quid wouldn't go too far, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: 45, probably got in the other Hall from my first fight.
1: So you never really made the big bucks, Paddy, unfortunately?
2: No. What are your memories of, uh, you packed
1: it in at that stage? so after Crow Park you had one more fight like we say against Pat McCann uh, stopped in the fifth round of that one what happened there yeah fifth round
2: um, it wasn't it wasn't a hard hitter he just was, he wouldn't stand the fight and he was running you know it's just, that's yeah he caught me then and the referee stepped in but uh, I was coming back then to fight Tony Simpson in in 77 uh, was it 77 77 with the fight twenty six and ninety seven in Leicester, uh, near Rounder. and uh, I was I was awe of all face. I was getting three hundred and seventy five pound, cross expenses to fight that. And Jerry Hassett running the show, and he rang me two days before the fight. I was uh, sorry. We took it was to get seven seven seventy five cross expenses, <laughs> and two days before the fight, he says, "I says the money over Oh, I says. 375 plus expenses. I said, no, Jerry, just 775 plus expenses. No, he said, the contracts meet. I said, forget about it. I'm not fighting. So, anyway, she says, yeah, I don't want you going back here punch drunk. I don't want you sitting sitting in the corner of knowing your children, you know. So, that called the day.
0: Oh. So, that was
1: it. You were finished with boxing as a, as a yeah. competitor. What age were you in uh, 1972 when you had your kind of flurry of activity? In mean, 1972, I was 24. Twenty four. So yeah. after your last fight, you you kind of packed it in at twenty four. You threatened to come back maybe at twenty nine, yeah. but but didn't. Yeah, i mean going to come back at twenty seven. So, right. And so, then, so, so
2: that,
0: that was better.
2: But the damage your boxing is good now. You know? Yeah, and you, you keep you keep the eye in. Um,
1: you know, fun, I'm sure fond memories uh, would would winning at Crow Park be the
2: the greatest memory of your career. It is, yes. It's great, you know. As a matter of fact, I forgot about it. The Peter mentioned to me, Peter Rondon. He said they the the is run some kind of I show up in Eden Derry to mark the 50th anniversary of the whole park, you know. So he said, would you like I said, got to go up shortly, you know. So I didn't know we were going to come off on it.
1: You know, so. so you're still in. You're still interested in boxing all these years later. You still take part. You still attend and, yeah. and watch and, and keep keep an eye on the open comers.
2: I do. Yeah. I go to I
0: go to the stadium now and again. Mm. Yeah, championships and stuff. And um, I go I go to
2: shows around the county. And I go to the Tony Ball County Board meeting every every month because I'm not. The president of the St. John Bosco, Boxing Club. Now, so, have you ever been...
1: Um, I don't know if you have a point or not, Paddy. A lot of boxers don't. Some do. Um, have you ever been sitting in a bar and someone's talking about Muhammad Ali and just said, I boxed on the same card as him?
2: No. Never, never, you know.
1: Do people bring it up and ask you about it a lot all these years later. People, it's, yeah. What a claim to fame, you know.
2: Yeah, some of the... You fall in the alley? and I said, "Yeah, we're back." I was I used to say, well, I was as young the days I was in," you know. And they started laughing, you know. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. I can, I can hear, I can hear your modesty shining through. You know, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people who wouldn't be quite as humble about it, but at the same time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's the, that's the market yeah. one
2: You get nothing for booming. No,
1: and you, you get, you got out
2: at a good time. How many children did you end up having? And uh, four kids, three girls. Beth she works in she works a crowd in Dublin, which she works from home. And uh, she works from home and she goes to Dublin maybe once a week. And uh Eva Dalton, she's her and the mothers went out to to up to where you could fly up near Stego. Because she's home from San Francisco, to hold her, her three kids. And uh, his other daughter, the oldest daughter, she's New Zealand. She married New Zealand. She's married to uh, uh, a New Zealander. Very good. And he, is, he has two kids, Molly and, Molly and Ronan. They play rugby. Well, no I said to, to Stephen, say so you'll be playing for Ireland. No, he says all blacks.
1: <laughs> nah, they'll be choosing they ch- they Ireland after recent events
2: now,
0: you know. Yeah. So, um, then... Bernard's son, he's his own lorry. He's on the continent the whole time. He's he his
2: own lorry. He's on the continent. He's, he's only had to come back there from Sweden. So he'd be heading away now tomorrow again to Holland or Denmark with or him. You know.
0: Oh, grand job. Beef. Well, look,
1: boxing brought you all over the world, and the, the lorry's yeah. bringing him all over the world. But, and what
2: uh, bringing him all over the yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Paddy Doherty. It's been absolutely fantastic to hear your story today on the Rocky Road, a uh, life well lived in Boxing and uh, 50 years on from sh- from following Muhammad Ali into the ring at Crow Park. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you today for joining us on the Rocky Road. Thank you, Kevin.